0: Bad things happen to good people. Bad things happen to us, to you, to me. We wish they didn't, but they do. But right in the midst of those, there are invariably God-given opportunities aplenty for us to make a difference in this world. Problem is, we're, we're so busy reacting to those bad things, badly, that we're prone to miss them. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Great to be back with you again. Today on the program, we're going to be taking a look at those God-given opportunities from a different perspective. This week on the program, we've spent a bit of time travelling along the road with young Joseph, son of Jacob, or Israel as God called him, way back in the book of Genesis in the Old Testament. It's been an exciting journey of a young man who had big dreams for his life, huge dreams, not born of himself but given to him apparently by God. Have another listen as he tells his father and brothers about the amazing dream that God's given him. Once Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. He said to them, listen to this dream that I've dreamed. There we were, binding sheaves in the field. Suddenly my sheaf rose up and stood upright. Then all your sheaves gathered around it and bowed down to my sheaf. His brother said to him, are you indeed going to reign over us? Are you, are you indeed going to have dominion over us? So they hated him even more because of his dreams and his words. Well, Joseph had another dream and told his brothers, saying, look, I've had another dream. The sun and the moon and eleven stars were bowing down to me. But when he told it to his father and to his brothers, he His father rebuked him and said, what kind of dream is this that you've had? Shall we indeed come, I and your mother and your brothers, and bow down to the ground before you? So his brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind. Genesis 27 verses 1 to 11. When we give our lives to Jesus, and even sometimes before we do that, God Puts dreams in our hearts, dreams that almost always seem to be crazy and impossible. That's the point, right? If they were sane and possible, we wouldn't need God to make them happen. But whenever we have a powerful dream like that, something that some people refer to as their calling in life, adversity is always there to plunder that dream. It happened to Joseph that way, it's happened to me that way and no doubt it's happened to you that way too. And when that dream is plundered by adversity, a bunch of people pull over by the side of the road and they just give up. A whole bunch of people who are passionate about Jesus, who love him with all their hearts, even, have given up on their dreams, on their calling, because the reality of adversity has screamed in their face You see, you were crazy. What were you thinking? Who, who do you think you are? Am I right? Well, we've seen so far in Joseph's story, if you've been able to join me, that his brothers hated him so much that they conspired to kill him. They beat him up and they threw him into a pit, and that's where young Joseph was when we left him last time. So let's pick up his story, because things go from bad to worse for this young daydreamer. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the long robe with sleeves that he wore, and they took him and they threw him into a pit. The pit was empty and there was no water in it. Then they sat down to eat and looking up they saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead with their camels carrying gum, balm and resin on their way to carry it down to Egypt. Then Judah said to his brothers, what profit is it if we kill our brother and conceal his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay our hands on him for he's our brother, our own flesh. His brothers agreed. When some Midianite traders passed by, they drew Joseph up, lifting him up out of the pit, and sold him to the Ishmaelites for twenty pieces of silver, and they took Joseph to Egypt. When Reuben returned to the pit and saw that Joseph wasn't in the pit, he tore at his clothes. He returned to his brothers and said, The boy's gone, and I, where can I turn? Then they took Joseph's robe, slaughtered a goat, and dipped the robe in the blood. They had the long robe with sleeves taken to their father, and they said, this we have found. See now whether it is your son's robe or not. He recognized it and said, It's my son's robe. A wild animal has devoured him. Joseph is without doubt torn into pieces. Then Jacob tore at his garments and, and put sackcloth on his loins and mourned for his son for many days. All his sons and all his daughters sought to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted and said, No, I shall go down to Sheol to my son in mourning. Thus his father bewailed him. Meanwhile, the Midianites had sold him in Egypt to Potiphar, one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard. Genesis 27, verses 23 to 36. I want you for a moment to put yourself in Joseph's shoes. The story here is told much more from the perspective of his brothers and his father. But get into Joseph's sandals for a minute and ask yourself, how does he feel in that pit? How does he feel when he's hauled out, probably with hands tied, and sold by his brothers, by his own flesh and blood, to slave traders? How does he feel on that journey down to Egypt, walking in chains with the other slave? How does he feel when he's still up in that marketplace, sold to an Egyptian official, this this young Israelite, this young man who was his father's favourite, this young man who'd lived in freedom and had had those dreams of greatness? Difficult to imagine, isn't it? that things could ever get any lower for young Joseph. Robbed of his freedom, robbed of his life, robbed of his future, robbed of his dreams. Have you ever been there? I have. And it's a place I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. We're not told what was going through his young mind, but we can certainly imagine. My point in sharing this story with you today is this. None of what we've read about the devastating events in Joseph's life took God's eyes off his goal, off his plan. None of what's happened to this point, terrible as it would have seemed to Joseph, has robbed him of his God-given dream. To the contrary, all these things, as we're going to see soon, were necessary to make the dream come true. For without them, Joseph wouldn't have ended up in Egypt, which is where all that had been in Joseph's dreams would come to pass. The opportunities that God hands us to live out the dreams that he's placed in our hearts so often come disguised as adversity and tragedy. That's what this story is telling me. This story not just about Joseph, but about how God brings his plans and purposes for Joseph's life to come to pass. It's, it's easy for you and me to sit here and say, sure, that's, that's fine for Joseph. But that's not how it's going to happen to me in my life, because me, I've got a plan for my life. And guess what? I'm going to make it happen differently. I'm not going to travel through that sort of devastation. I'm I'm going to go from dream to fulfillment in a few weeks on easy street without any pain or diversions. I'm going to... Oh, really? Let me say it again. It's as true for you and me as it was for Joseph. The opportunities that God hands us to live the dreams that he places in our hearts so often come disguised as adversity and tragedy. Do you get it? Are you listening to God's word for you today? Are you letting it sink into your heart? Huh? I know that it's a bitter pill to swallow, but just think about the powerful encouragement that this truth is. Of the millions of people listening to this program around the world today, a bundle of you are travelling through adversity right now. Or perhaps you're not travelling through adversity right now, and the dreams that you had in your heart, the things that you thought God was calling you to, seem over, dead, buried. I have good news for you today. God hasn't given up on you. His dreams for you are alive and well. He's taking you on a journey. You might have chosen the journey for yourself, but his plans for your life will not, will not be defeated. Your king reigns, and nothing in this universe will stop him from finishing what he started. Nothing. That's good news, don't you think? with the power to transform your life, to help you be all that God made you to be. And that's what the Fresh Daily Devotional is all about. It's completely free, and I'd love to send it to you. Or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 to request the printed devotional, if that works better for you. Again, that's freshdevotional.org or 1-300-722-415. My prayer is that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through the power of His Word. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again, same time tomorrow, with a different perspective.